All right, so everybody's been enjoying themselves? Amen. It's awesome. Just want to welcome everybody. Oh, it's like doing exercises. Amber, how are you doing? Good day. Good to see you. First time we've seen each other today. Um, but uh, I want to welcome everybody. I, I figured uh, the way we started off last week, um, that was good too. And uh, I think it would be good. Good. We've been having a lot of dreams, right? We've, we've been saying that since we've started the class. Would you say there's been an increase in dreams? Yeah. Ooh, sorry, I'm going to run you over. <laughs> uh, I, I believe there has. Uh, so I want to put that call out, this, this uh, class. And I just think it's great to start it off. But again, I need two brave volunteers. So let's say who's had a dream this past week, recently, that we know is from the Lord. Maybe you don't know what it means. And you'd be willing to share it. We need, we, we need one volunteer for that. And then we need another brave volunteer who will take what they've learned so far that they feel like they got a handle on and just see if they could just receive the interpretation and share it with the class. Do we got two brave volunteers for that? We have one here. Are you going to share it or... So you're going to share. Okay, come on up. Christine, right? This is Christine. Christine, is that right? Christine. Now we need one. We get, this is always the hard part. Tracy did it last week. She did really good. But who's brave enough to maybe hear the dream and just want to take a stab at the interpretation? Or You don't even have to hear the whole interpretation. Even if you get bits and pieces, we're here. We got the class. It's a safe environment. I feel like this is how we learn and grow. So uh, come on, Phil. You want to take a stab? Come on. Yes. Give Phil some love. Come on, buddy. Woo. Let it go. Okay. Go ahead. You just hit that button, man. Okay. It's a two-part dream, but I can't remember the first half, but I can remember the second half. The second half is... Um, I'm observing um, the situation. I'm in a house, and um, my son is with me, and there are uh, three kittens outside, and they're playful. And one of them was orange, and he was trying to get in the house and got up on the screen and discovered that he couldn't get in that way. The, door, the, front, the front door was open. Can everybody else hear me? Yes. Okay, thank you. Gregory, can we... Turn her up a little bit. So um, the kittens came into the house, and they were playing. And I remember the three, one of them was orange, one of them was black and white, and I don't know the third color one. And my son um, played with a black and white one, and he was a little rough with it. And um, I, I just noticed that. And then the kittens went on. So that's it. That's the dream. It's okay. All right, Phil. All right. Uh, so you had a two-part dream. So I would say there's some reiteration, like um, God showing you something multiple times. And uh, is you you said that um, your son was in the dream and there was a house. So I, I kind of felt like the Spirit was showing me that you're a giver, like uh, you like to provide. Yeah, yeah, right. So the house um, is kind of like life, uh, and in your life you have a lot of um, other life, like your son, you're providing for your son, and the uh, kittens are like um, other creatures God's sending your way to provide for, 
um, and they're they're wanting to get in, but uh, uh, you know maybe there's some um, hindrance or some, something blocking uh, your being able to provide for others. Um, they're trying to figure out how to get in. So, so and then the, the there was a black and white cat. I kind of felt like that was a basic, something very basic in your life that, that, that your son was playing with. Um, and um, the colors were something that God was wanting to bring in. Uh, he was wanting to bring in more depth, maybe to a relationship or um, depth to finances or something. But you weren't quite sure how to get that. Um, to come in, and, and we haven't learned about colors yet, so the only thing I, else I could think of was just the orange was like bright brightness and life, and um, it would be nice to know the other color, that because <laughs> there was a big contrast between the black and white, which was very basic, and the, the orange, which uh, is obviously something God's, you know, trying to color. He's trying to uh, bring something new in your life, and trying to get that through the Thank you so much, man. Give him a hand because that was bold. Sit right here. Sit right here. Did you have some? Can I ask a few questions? Okay. Because this dream is great and some of the stuff that we've been talking about as far as symbols. So house. Can I ask, was it your house or was it an older house or just it was just a house? Okay. It was just a house. And your son, how old is he in real life? I'm sorry. Yeah, let me give you that. He's 18 now. He, your son is 18. Yes. Okay. And so he, and if I could just retract the dream. So these three kittens were coming in. He was playing with them. They're trying to get in. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them got up on the screen. It was orange. Right. And then they figured out that the front door was open. So they went through the front door and they went, went off to play. But the one kitten that was black and white, kind of furry, my son started to play with it. He was a little bit too rough with it, which mm. kind of bothered me. Right. And then off it went. Okay. So um, I think, Phil, I think you did a great job in, in trying to, I think you got a few mechanic things right. I think, I think you may have had a few different things. If I could just build on maybe what he got. Holy Spirit, come right now. We just ask for full interpretation. We just lean on you right now in Jesus' name. We just ask, Lord, that you would just unveil and just provide any missing pieces to this dream in Jesus name. Amen. So I felt like um, immediately, of course, this is a, um, a prophetic slash warning dream. So mm -hmm. the Lord is giving you insight of something about your life. That I feel like the house is represents your life, especially in context with the relationship with your son and maybe even more of your son. So it's like, yes, it touches you, but then also it touches him. Um, I'm just going to speak what I felt like I heard from the Lord. I feel like the three kittens represented three warnings. And I feel like those were kind of, they also represent spirits that, that are just three war warnings. Orange usually always to me in the dream represents a warning, like all the time. And uh, black and white too. Um, there's, there's like, it's either black or it's white. There's like a black or white issue. And then the third cat, because, you know, the color is not really identified. I don't even think that's really so much importance as if there's three of them. And these are three things to be aware of. I think it's insight for you as a mama to pray and to intercede of three things that may be trying to come against your son, against your family, and that you can cut them off in prayer. Um, that's some of the things I got. I don't know if that hits or that, that feels right. Okay. But uh, that's some of the things that we got. All right. And we can get anything. It's good. Okay. Thank you for being you. bold and sharing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Come on. Woo.
awesome. It's funny, I actually had orange down tonight as to talk about that. Okay. Yes. So, let's. I think everybody's got a handout. Is that correct? Everybody's got a handout. Um, if you don't have a handout, can you raise your hand? We got Doug. Can you? There you go, buddy. Awesome. I'm gonna. Um, oh, before I start, I'm so bad about this announcements. I have to make an announcement. Last week we decided that we're gonna extend the class one more Wednesday. If that's good with everybody. Awesome. So we were going to, tonight was going to be our last class. We were going to wrap up tonight, but uh, everybody kind of see if we wanted to go on a little bit more. So we decided to extend. We're going to do one more class um, next Wednesday. will be our final one before the Christmas break. So we'll meet here at 630 for that. Um, the announcement we had, we had on the church calendar that we weren't going to meet. So some of the children's workers are, are kind of already made other plans. So some of them won't be available. So here's, I'm just going to read the announcement. Help needed. We were not scheduled to have class next Wednesday, the 20th. Uh, one of our children workers made a commitment that it's hard to break. So we needed someone to take class uh, for Miss Linda Goodman from 630 to 8 tomorrow, tomorrow, excuse me, next Wednesday night from ages birth to kindergarten. So I don't know if that's anybody you would know or if that would be you. Um, I wanted to pass that note along. Note along, Miss Laura will be there, and I think Claudia will be there, but I think they needed one more help, one more hand, since we're going to have class next Wednesday night. Amen? Awesome. Okay, so let's talk about numbers. Whew, how many have dream of numbers in the dream? I think we just heard one had three kittens. That's very specific, one, two, three. So let's talk about some numbers. I wanted to share, um, was going to try to cover this last week, but it got so good. Um, we didn't get time, but uh, I want to share about numbers. Has anybody ever been intrigued about numbers in the Bible? Yes. Again, I'm not a numerologist or anything like that, but I always believe numbers carry a lot of weight and revelation in the Bible. They're there for a reason, especially in dreams. So I don't know if you've had a numbers in your dreams appear, but usually it means something and you want to try to catch on to that. So I want to share a Bible secret with you about numbers in your dreams and then also what they mean in the scripture. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to walk through something. I want you to go with me to Genesis, the book of Genesis, chapter 1. The first chapter of Genesis is the foundation for all of what numbers mean in dreams and other parts in the Bible. A lot of it centers around the creation. And you'll see as how many days did God do the creation. Right, Six days and on the seventh he rested. So each one of those days holds a specific work or a specific function or purpose that God did. A lot of times once you grasp the meaning of that work, that's usually what the number represents in your dream or even as you read in scripture, as, as we'll see. Does that make sense? A little bit? All right, come on, we'll go through it. Okay, Genesis 1.1, I'm going to read it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God hovered over the waters. And then God said, let there be light. And there was light and that light was good. He separated light from darkness and God called the light day and darkness. He called light and there was evening. And then there was morning. Here it is the first day. So what we just read is what God just performed on the first day, what he did on the first day. I just want to Zero in our attention on the word beginning. It's the third word. In the 
beginning. So usually when you dream of the number one, it represents the beginning of something or the start of something. The beginning of something or the start of something. And that's where we get this. Number two, or two in the dream, what does that mean? Usually two in a dream represents a divide, division, dividing. It could also mean witness, like there's a witness or, you know, uh, Help me with that scripture in the Bible. It says that if a matter has to be established by two or more witnesses. So a lot of times two will mean witness. A lot of times in the Old Testament when they went to give offerings, they had to give two doves or two turtle doves or two pigeons, you know, as a witness to what what they were doing or what God was calling them to do. So two represents a divide or witness. Now read in in, in verse 6. And God said, let there be vault between the waters, separate the water. Uh, God separated the water, so God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it, and it was so. And God called that vault sky, and here it was. There was evening, and there was morning. There was evening, and then there was morning. So just as light was divided from darkness, right, the morning, and now you have the evening, too. God did this on the second day. So a lot of times when you see the number two in the Bible, that's what, or in your dreams, I'm sorry, that's what it's going to represent, it could represent division. It could represent um, um, witness. It can represent two things or, or uh, uh, the division of two things, if that makes sense. We tracking? All right, let's go on to a good number. Number three. Who could tell me? Who wants to take a stab at that? What do you think number three means in your dream? There you go. Father, Father Son, Holy Spirit, the Trinity. Love it. Love it. Divine fullness. Divine Fullness is what number three usually means in a dream. Divine fullness. Look at this in verse, uh, in verse 11. And then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and the trees of the land. What's happening now in the creation? What's coming forth? Plants, vegetation, agriculture. Let, uh, according to various kinds, and it was so, the land produced vegetation bearing seeds and all kinds of trees bearing fruit and seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning the third day. So what's happening? The land is being filled with fullness. There is the fullness of trees, the fullness of plants, the fullness of fruit. It's overflowing. Divine fullness. It's another, another example of divine fullness. Uh, of, of the earth being filled with the glory of God. So now three, I just want to stick here for a moment, is really carried on a lot of times in the scripture too. And, uh, and also in our dreams. I've learned that in my dreams, I, I'll dream of the number three quite often. And, uh, and, and the Trinity is another huge aspect of it because it is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do you remember, you remember the story with Peter and uh, Jesus in John chapter I think it's 21, John 21. Jesus is uh, died on the cross. He's, ascent, he's resurrected, and he's, fish, he's cooking fish on the shore. And, and Peter had denied the Lord how many times? Three times. And what happened, he sees him on the shore, and he gets all excited, and he jumps into the water, and he goes to Jesus. And him and Jesus have this conversation. Do you remember that conversation? I want to show you something real quick. Go with me. Hold your thumb to Genesis. I just think it's important. Go with, uh, go with me to John 21. I, uh, the Lord whispered this to me, 
And uh, I just want to kind of submit it to you guys. I really felt the Lord on it when I heard it. I never saw it before like this. But uh, it's in reference to the number three, the prophetic meaning of the number three. In, in John 21, verse, uh, verse 15, it's very familiar, right? It says, when they finished eating, Jesus told Simon Peter, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. Third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. So we all have the basic same understanding of why, let me ask you the question, why would Jesus repeat that phrase three times? Because he denied him how many times? Three, right? And it's totally true. I just think that's just a whole layer of revelation that Jesus was reinstating Peter. That's, that's that first layer. I think there's another layer to it, though, with three. And I was meditating on it, and then the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. And the Lord said, you know, I'm more than just me. I'm more than just one. I'm three in one. I'm the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So when Peter denied me, he actually denied the Father. And when he denied the Father, he actually denied the Spirit. So he was restating, he was reconciling Peter, not only back to the Son, but back to the Father and then back to the Spirit. Mm, come on. Had to go through three levels of reconciliation. Come on. Why? Because God had to get Peter ready for divine fullness so that he could carry the Holy Spirit into the earth. So I, I, I just want to encourage you, I just want to share that revelation with you. I thought that was really awesome, that three means divine fullness, completion. Um, so it's really, really awesome. Number four, number four. I'm going to kind of go through, I'm not going to go through like one through 100, but I just want to cover like the first uh, 10 numbers because they're kind of the foundation. And then I'm going to hit a few other odd numbers that I think are more common in dreams. Number four. All right, here we go. And God said, let there be light in the vault of the sky, separate the day from the night. I'm sorry, I'm in verse 14. And let them serve as mark, as, as mark to sacred times. Here's the key word, sacred times. Days and years, let them be lights in the vaults of the sky and give light on the earth. And it was so. So God made the two great lights. We know what these lights are. The greater light to govern the day, right? the sun, and the lesser night that governed the night, the moon, right? He also made the stars. God set the vault in the sky to give light on earth. Here it is, to govern the day. Now, I have an NIV. It says to govern. Has anybody else got a different word in their translation there? Is it the same word, govern? Rule. There we go. There's another one, rule. To govern, to rule the day and the night and to separate light from darkness. God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and this was morning, the fourth day. So typically, when you see four or something associated with the number four in your dream, it means governing and ruling, right? Governing and ruling, usually over times and seasons. How many seasons are there? Right? Winter, spring, summer, fall. Governing and ruling over times and seasons or empires and nations. Empires and nations. 
Because those lights, the sun and the moon, also govern the whole earth. They give light to the whole earth over not just times and seasons and lands, but empires, regions, and nations. So again, remember my rule of thumb. It's not the exact meaning for every dream, but this is a general rule of what the number four can mean in your, your dream. Amen? Is that good? We tracking? Four seasons. There's also directions here, right? The north, the south, the east, and the west. There's four. So anytime you dream of four, always kind of remember that number. Um, north, south, east, or west, the four seasons. You, I'm just stick right here. The north. Let's stick on the directions for a minute. Usually, too, I don't know if you have that in your dreams a lot. I don't know if anybody's dream directional. Um, but a lot of times, have you, Pat? I've discerned that uh, the north, if, if I've ever dreamed of the north or something containing to the north, it usually represents the enemy of the Lord. The enemy of the Lord. Like, not a good thing. It's a warning or it's, it's to be on lookout. And that's in Scripture. Because every time in Scripture, the enemy always comes out of the north against God's people. Right? Remember Jeremiah? What do you see? I see a boiling pot spilling over. Here comes Babylon out of the north to bring Israel in captivity. Ezekiel, he sees the last day war. I see Gog and Magog, Russia, coming out of the north to invade Israel. So a lot of times the enemy will come from the north. The, 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 the east and the west, they, they all have different meanings. I don't, I don't want to go into all those, but, but those, those are really good meanings. So always pay attention to that too. But uh, coming back to four, govern and rule, times and seasons, empires and nations. Number five. Yes. Hold on one second, Marlene. I'm going to get you to speak that into the microphone so they can hear. She was thinking rebirth, but I'm thinking cycles. The four weeks in a month and the four seasons, could it be a cyclic? Absolutely. I think it absolutely can. Again, because we're kind of so deep right now in just the specifics, it's going gonna, it's gonna to relate to the context of the dream. You know what I mean? So whatever you're dreaming, whatever the context or the culture of the dream is, that's where that's going to have the most, most meaning and effect. So it definitely could mean cycles for that. What I want us to get us to see is what is this representing? And it could represent many things. It could represent several things. This is just kind of the general area of what it could represent. So absolutely not out of the realm of impossibility for sure. Cycles, yes. Okay. Number five. Now, we established what this one was, right? Okay, now, who can tell me why it means grace? Oh, Angie. I don't know, but I'm going to take. Yeah. <laughs> Number five is the fifth alpha in the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet. Number five is grace. Wow. I believe you. Wow. No, that's awesome. No, it's really good. I, I, uh, I'm going to come back to this, too, to just to build on that because um, I know I, I, I always heard it meant grace, but I didn't know why. So when I saw it through this biblical account, it really ignited. I was like, oh, okay. So look at the fifth day with me. And God said, let the water teem with living creatures. I want to see if you guys can highlight what's being highlighted. 
Let the water team with living creatures, let the birds fly above the earth across the sky. So God created great creatures of the sea, right? This is like whales. This is all kind of animals in the sea. And every living thing which the water teams and that moves about in it according to their kind. And every winged bird according to its kind. God saw that it was good, and God blessed them and said, Be fruitful, increase and multiply, fill the water and the seas, and let the birds increase on the earth. There was evening and morning the fifth day. What was highlighted in there? Multiplication, but there's a specific highlight, and it's it's an animal. Birds. Birds. The whole thing's talking about sea creatures. So why does it keep highlighting birds? Because what do birds do? Fly. They soar. Still, it's a different animal. It's not like four-legged animal. These are the only animals that soar in the air. And so what's happening is, I think God's showing us a picture that in this part of the creation, on the fifth day, he is creating things in his creation that can only be propelled by the wind or the spirit. And what is that? grace. Come on. In our lives, when you know when God gives you something or puts you onto a task, there's just no way you can do it. It is overwhelming. He gives you his what to go through it. His grace. It's a supernatural empowerment. And it's how we soar. It's how we, it's how we fly through these things. So I, I felt like for sure the Lord was really showing me that about, about the number five, how it, means, how it means grace, how it means soaring into the air. I mean, you think about that. You think about birds. I mean, an eagle catches the wind. I mean, it flies by the wind currents in the wind all over. It doesn't even flap its wings. It doesn't have to try. There's no striving. It just glides from, from current to current to current. And so I feel like that's exactly what the number five does and what it means. I'm going to stick right here too. I had a dream about this five that was unbelievable, but mine was doubled. So it was the number 55, five and five. And a lot of times when you dream of these numbers and they're doubled or multiplied, it's going to usually carry the same meaning as 1 through 10, but just multiplied, right? So let me give you this dream. So we were going to set up the Jesus tent that, that we have that we've done uh, in Goldsboro, North Carolina. This is about two, three years ago. In preparation and setting up this tent to do a seven-day, 24-7 prayer revival outreach in the city, I had a dream. In the dream... I'm standing on a large turtle. It's a big, large turtle. And the turtle is kind of gliding. And it's moving pretty swiftly. But he's like, like, almost like flying like a bird. And I'm just sitting on it like that, and we're going down the highway. Is that crazy? The high, remember I said there's a little bit of weirdness in every dream. Strong turtle. Yeah, there, thank you, Mary. Yeah, strong turtle. He must have been a sea turtle. <laughs> I still love you. I was on this turtle, and the highway was Highway 55. I don't, if you're familiar with the Goldsboro, Mount Olive area, uh, there's actually a Highway 55 that leads you into Goldsboro. So in my dream, I'm on Highway 55, and I look at the sign, and it says Goldsboro, 55 miles. And then right underneath that, it had the speed limit sign that said 55 miles an hour. So I'm on the turtle, and now I'm going 55 miles an hour, I'm looking at a town that I'm going to 55 miles away, and I'm traveling on Highway 55. And I'm just thinking, Lord, what is that? What is that all about? No, it was not on May 5th. 
But some of the things that I pulled away from that dream when I was praying about it was that the turtle and going forth, I felt part of it was uh, this, is, this is all about grace and moving in his grace. And the 55 uh, speed limit meant that, that I was being powered by grace. In other words, we're, how can we measure how we're going forth in our calling in our life? And how can we measure the propelling of the call of God and when we're walking towards the Lord and what he's called us to? I think the only way we can measure it is whether or not we're doing it in his grace. His grace has to be propelling us. That's the speed limit. It's how we measure how fast we go in the kingdom. Come on. You hear what I'm saying? Grace is how we measure how fast we're going to go in the kingdom from point A to B to C. And so 55 miles away, it represented the distance, and it was all about grace. It was, it was the distance of grace. So it, it was unbelievable. And um, the other thing I couldn't remember that came to me in that dream, it, it'd have to come back. Hold on one second, Marian. Let me get it before I lose it. The, 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 the last part of that dream was, um, oh, I woke up. And when I woke up, I, I mean, I heard the Lord. He said, I want you to go, go to Goldsboro. I, I forgot to share this. In the context, I had been really debating, Lord, do we go? Do we set up this tent? It's a lot of work. But it was a dream confirmation for me. In my grace, you're going to go. It's going to be all my will. We went to that. Some of you were here, and we saw the power of God move, right? Go ahead, Miss Mary. You were going legitimately at 55 miles an hour. Yes. And so it was a legitimate sending. What's that, ma'am? You were sending, he was sending you somewhere. He was, he was sending us, yes. Legitimately. Very legitimately. According to his Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Well, there's something there. Um, I had this feeling in the dream. Have you ever had that dream where you're like, you don't know, but you know. You have knowledge in the dream of something, even though it's not clear. So in that dream, it was like dove. Like, like I kept thinking like, a dove, like I'm, I'm flying like a dove. It's gentle. It's gliding. So I kept thinking of a dove. And then when I looked in the Bible one day, I saw, oh, part of the sacrifices, they would bring in turtle doves. They would bring in turtle doves to offer to the Lord for an offering. And so I, I just felt like I, think, I was. I think sometimes, too, what seems like delay come on. is really the grace of God propelling you. Because grace is the ability to do things out of your own ability. Mm. It's full reliance upon him. And so it's not something that can be done in your own strength. Yeah, that's for sure. It does. Can you share that with everybody so they can hear? The Star of David has five points, but those five points are also pentagons. Yeah. Which is, well, the pentagon. Not used, yeah. Which represents more or less the. Yeah, evil. Yeah. That's what I was. So, what. Yeah, how many points does the Star of David have? Six. Six points. Good. It's okay. I was going to say the enemy's always trying to. Counterfeit things, though, isn't he? The last will be first, Phil. Come on. Awesome. All right, number six. What did God make on the sixth day? Made man. You'll, you can read it right there in that verse. God said, let us make man in our image. So when you dream of number six, it's usually representing to humanity. It could represent 
your image or God's image or something related to that line. It could be something of human will or human effort that God may be trying to communicate to you. Um, Number six. Number seven we know is a real popular number because on the seventh day he rested from all his work. So we know seven means divine completion. The work was complete and it also means rest. And, and another meaning also, there's, I, there's a couple meanings for seven, is, is one that's applied as holiness or holy. Because he said the work was holy. When he finished, it was holy. So divine completion, holiness, uh, uh, all these things, usually the number, the number seven represents. Number seven. Um, number eight. Who could tell me number eight is? Oh, new beginnings. New, why is it New beginnings. We start from a new beginning. Come on, Bishop. You just read the biblical narrative. It goes into a whole, if you read Genesis chapter 2, it opens up into a whole new narrative. And what is basically the Bible is saying, it is a new beginning for creation, for everything he just created. Now we're going to step into a narrative of a centered, a man-centered Garden of Eden, the Lord, and that whole story that comes after that. But it is. It's a new beginning. It's a new start. It's a new day. So the number eight very, very, very much means those things in a dream. Number nine, finality. Number nine, finality. When did I feel like the biblical references of why that means final in a dream, number nine, it's, it's over, it's final, is what it speaks to me the most is uh, it's in, the, in, in the Gospels where Jesus is dying on the cross. I think it's in Matthew 2745 is the reference. Matthew 2745. It says that in the ninth hour, Christ gave his life, breathed his last breath, and he was dead on the cross. And we know when that moment happened, he committed his spirit to the Father, and it was finished. Finished. But it happened. Could happen any hour. Could happen the third hour, the sixth hour. It happened in the ninth hour. So number nine is finality. Number 10 usually represents law, the fulfillment of the law or the law. It could also mean government in some, in some instances too. The number 10 could also mean government. Number 10. I, uh, I wanna get, I've been really anticipating this next number. I've been wanting to get to this. The number 11. This has all been a buzz, I feel like, in the last year over the number 11. One, 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 or one, 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 one. How many has they seen the number 11 or your alarm clock flashing 11, 11, or one, 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 one? All right, let's talk about that a little bit. The, the prophetic number 11 or one, 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 or 11, 11, it comes, it comes, it could point all basically to the same thing. In one word, it means transition. It usually means transition. You're getting ready to transition, or God is showing you something about transition. Give you an example. In Deuteronomy 11, 11, chapter 11, verse 11, it's when Israel is preparing to cross over into the Jordan. That's a major transition. I thought about this for a little while. Um, I did a study on it. You know, when they came out of Egypt, think about it. They came out of slavery, and God called them to worship him. He called them to be a free people. And so for 40 years... 40 years, they're in the desert. Well, they crossed over the Red Sea, right, first. So they crossed over the Red Sea, 
And then they're in the desert for 40 years. And at the end of the 40 years, where Deuteronomy 11.11 is, they cross over another gap of water, the Jordan, right? And it says you're going to cross over there to receive your inheritance, right, the land. And so just kind of bring just, just some things there the Lord showed me was that um, they crossed the Red Sea. They crossed the Red Sea. They were already... They were already following the Lord, but when they crossed over the Red Sea, they crossed into freedom. They were free. They were free. That was a transition, too. They were free. They went from slavery to freedom. Moses was leading them, right? And then you had Joshua underneath. But then when it came time to cross the Jordan, there was another change, wasn't it? Moses was transitioning, so now leadership is transitioning to Joshua. And no longer are they transitioning from slavery to freedom but they're transitioning from freedom into inheritance. So there's a transition geographically. There's a transition leadership-wise. I mean, there's just a transition all over the board. So 11-11-1-1-1 always usually represents a transition that's going on. So God may give you that in your life or in the dream that may be speaking to you. A few more 11s, I'm just thinking about it. Joseph. Joseph was the 11th son of Jacob. Joseph's life serves as a bridge and a transition from saving their family and going into Egypt and that whole narrative that unfolds, right? Again, he, you, see, you see him uh, uh, as, a, as, a, as a transitional place. So always transition in order to receive something new. That's what the number 1111 means. Also, also means revelation to Revelation, because Joseph didn't just transition, he transitioned with revelation. Think, think about that. Same thing. 111, usually about, they usually always mean the same thing. 111, 111, 1111, all point to transition. Um, again, Joseph was given revelation and the transition. We have to ask the Lord. What is he wanting us to know and see in the time and the season of transition? Because usually there's a powerful revelation that he wants to give us. Because how many have been through transition and maybe you're there right now? It's hard sometimes. It's really hard to navigate through. So we need that revelation from the Lord. I'm getting way off track. Number 12. Number 12 means government. Government, usually. Government. Jacob had 12 sons. 12 disciples, there's 24 elders around the throne, which is the combination of the 12 tribes and the kind of the 12 disciples, the old and new covenants coming together. So 12, 12, 12, you, you'll see that all through the scripture definitely, definitely represents um, government or the rule of God. Take a break right here. Has anybody got any questions on numbers? <laughs> 38. I'm a tad on the... <laughs> <laughs> um, usually sometimes if you pull them apart that could be a meaning so it could be you just have to ask the Lord on this but it could be three represents divine fullness and it could be paired with a new beginning in the dream that's, that's definitely a possibility hold on one second Jonathan let me get you buddy I'm sorry um, 38, from what I've gathered, can also mean like death in the wilderness. I don't know if that, I mean, you know, it's, 
Hey, you know, just got to ask the Lord, but that's one of the things I've got. Come on. Thank you, man. Amber, do you got anything on number, the numbers? I, I just think context is really important. So if you got that number in a dream, con, you know, contextualization is so important. And where did you read that at, Jonathan, the 38? numbers or something you have different all of some of the stuff that we read in the dream books is still just an opinion of man that he's pulling out of scripture so that's why we have holy spirit (laughs) we can help you with that Mm -hmm. yes the question i have in my what how would you distinguish between 10 and 12 12 wouldn't it be all of god's government the Old Testament law. So I think maybe, you know, out of the Old Testament, you have the, the law, but God's government, like Michael was saying, is like the 12 tribes of Israel, the disciples. Even if you look in Revelation, you had the hundred, how many elders were there? There are multiples of 12. So it's relating to the government of God rests on his shoulders. And then the law is just out of the book, right? So if... Could, yeah, no, if I just want to encourage you, if you have a dream with numbers in it and this is like you get a 38 or you get a 64 and it's kind of off the ranch and you just don't know, maybe, maybe it don't mean anything, but maybe it does. Just want to encourage you, you got to go back to the book because there are a lot of random numbers that mean something. I'll give you an example. I had a crazy dream one time and um, in this dream, I, it was our second year here at the church. Here's the dream. I dream of a cousin of mine. He's, he's an older, older cousin. And um, we're not real close, but he's a believer. But in the dream, we're sitting down, and he goes, uh, hey, Mike, how are you doing? We start this conversation. He goes, I, the Lord put on my heart to bless you. And I was like, okay. And in the dream, I have knowledge he's going to send me a check. So the dream shifts. I'm like at my house, and a check shows up in my mailbox. And in the dream, I take it out, and I open it up. And I kept having this feeling in the dream. It's going to be like this massive number. It could be like a million dollars. It was going to be this huge amount. of. I felt that in the dream. But I opened up the check, and it was $480. I'm thinking, what is that? $480. And I have no idea what the number 480 means. I'm like, that's so random. So I almost like just threw that to the side, but I prayed. I asked the Holy Spirit, and I said, does that mean something? And he said, pick up your Bible. I kid you not, guys, I opened it up, just ran one of them random spots, and I opened it up to 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 1. It's so random. And I actually wrote it down right here, and this is what it said. It said, in the fourth, the 480th year, <laughs> come on, man. Come on. In the 480th year, the Israelites had come out of Egypt, and that year is when Solomon began to build the temple. As soon as I read that, the Lord said, I'm giving you grace to build, now build. And that was just some revelation to build some relationships and some ministry stuff. So I was like, wow. So what did the check represent? Ah, so good. what do you think it meant? asking you teacher (laughs) i i think the check i think the check represented authority i think it represented the transaction of authority and or grace that that came like a grace to build like a grace to build and um that's a good question money in the bank 
Let's, let, can, we, can we run a rabbit? It's okay. Has anybody dreamed of a lot of that, of, of checks or money or she keys? She had one last or, night. That's why I was You asking. had one last night? You willing to share it? Come on. Okay, just share the first part. Um, so the beginning of the dream, I'm in a log cabin. The Lord likes to do me like the shack. I don't know why, but I was in what looked like a room. It was a closet, but it was like a sauna without the steam. And me and my husband are in there, and we're in there with three other people. And it's a holy moment. Our heads are bowed. And I didn't realize how I woke up, but I felt like it was the Trinity, and they gave me three checks. Wow. And then there's a second part of the dream that didn't really make any sense, but it involved a gymnasium at an elementary school. Then when I leave that, I'm, on, I'm being chased. And I won't go into the details of that part, but I'm being chased. And one of the things they're wanting is the three checks I have. And a, I'm pregnant with a baby. And they're wanting to get the three checks and the baby. At the end of the dream, I make it somehow, not meaning to, but I make it to a bank. I'm rescued from this person, and the checks get deposited. Wow. Wow. You had this last night? Okay, I just want to get that right. You said in a shack. Yeah. Hold on, was it with the Trinity? With the Trinity, in a sauna, in a closet. And here we are opening up, talking about the Trinity, and, I mean, unbelievable. Okay. Wow. I, um, did you want to comment on that, Em? I... I go ahead, hold no, that thought. You, you go ahead. Cause okay, immediately I felt like the shack, right, is where it opened up. I, I just heard season. Like this is, represents a season of your life of intimacy. And it's in that season of intimacy where the visitation is going to come of divine fullness. And those checks were impartations, three to be exact, specific impartations that the Lord is going to give you in this season through the intimacy that you've been stewarding. And, um, of course, the enemy does not like that. He's going to want to take that check. He's going to want to steal that authority every which way he can. And at the beginning, that woman, it was a woman, right, that was chasing you. But at the beginning, you were working with her. And so I felt like something to be, like, careful of deception. What appeared to be good, she was really not working for you. She was working against you. Yes. So that could definitely be a warning part in that And they part. were horses, right? She was... Bright horses. Bright colored horses that, that they were digging up out of the ground. And then this woman turned on her. So what wow. do the horses represent? So who could tell me what horses represent? We talked about this, I think, last week. Strength. strength. Yep. A lot of times they represent strength, the spirit, or prophetic. Usually horses have a, a big prophetic and the spirit kind of feel to them. So one was Purple. Yeah, blue. Yeah. Blue is always prophetic. Purple's royalty. Absolutely. Wow. Thank Your you. Your inheritance, that Thank priestly. That. That's that priestly anointing, that ministry to minister because wow. it takes royal. Yeah. Come on. Thank you. Angie. A royal priesthood. Can you? Yes. Crazy dream about December 8th, 2015. I woke up. And it was a real quick dream, but I was walking, and underneath a dogwood tree, I picked up a roll of money. It was a $100 bill, a $5 bill, and three ones. The next thing I remember in the dream, I was in the house where I grew up, and I was looking out of a window, and there was a table in front of the window and a box. And I opened the box, and there was 
all these colored envelopes. And I opened up two of the envelopes, and they were the same exact thing that I found on the ground, a $100 bill, $5 bill, three ones. And then I was like, oh, God, are you saying to me that I'm gonna, you're going to provide for me? As soon as I asked the question, so a stranger walks into the room on a cell phone talking, just nice, chipper, but they weren't paying any attention to me, but it was like a distraction. And I was getting ready to tell them, be quiet, I want to hear from the Lord, and I woke up. Then, two months later, right after this, I go and do a 5K, first time I've ever done anything, last time. Out of 1,500 and some people, I was given the number 108, right after I had the dream, when the total of the money was like 108 three times. Marathon or running a 5K, running always has to work, dealing in relation mm-hmm. to your walk with the Lord. So, running fo- your like. Since we're on the on the subject of money now, checks, authority, numbers, a hundred dollar bill. And so that would be one fifty three. No, one hundred and eight. It'd be hundred. It'd be a hundred dollar bill. That's why we went to a five dollar bill. In an eight, three. Five, five dollars. One, five. I know, but I, I, I understand, but I feel, I feel it means that, though. I feel it's not combined. I feel it's individual because three is highlighted in the dream. So I feel like it's a hundred, the, the, the focus on the one, the five, and the three. But this is what I got immediately. So when Jesus had caught the fish, he said, Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of fish. 153, 153 to be exact. But even with so many, the net was not torn. And Jesus said, come and have breakfast. So in that scripture, 153 represents the nations because there was 153 nations in the earth at the time when that gospel was written. And Jesus was showing the 153 nations, like you're going to catch these. So immediately, I almost, I just felt this was a prophetic dream about calling and destiny around your life. And it definitely has a call to the nations. Has a call to the nations. New beginning, eight, that's all highlighted. So a new chapter, a new beginning. And, you know, that can go many which ways. But that's immediately, as soon as you said, that's exactly what came to me. But that, and that, I think that's how it goes sometimes. That you just got to hear the Holy Spirit, like, because it may. What is it? What are you saying, Lord? And what are you representing in this dream? And, and the numbers, are they together? Are they single? You know what I mean? So, Amen. Wow, Jesus. Okay, so checks. I, I, I. I if you dream of checks, credit cards, cash, skeleton keys, or ancient keys. You know, like the old skeleton key that would unlock every door in the house. Those usually represent authority that's coming your way or that God is giving you in this season. I had, I had a dream one night. Uh, the ministry that we were at, uh, Potter's Wheel, it was a drug alcohol ministry where I got saved at. The, uh, the guy that started it, um, he just had a heart for that type of ministry. And uh, administered to drug and alcohol addicts, you know, long-term recovery program, and uh, we, we became real close, and he was definitely a spiritual mentor and father for a long time, and um, after I had left there many years later, I was in college, and one night I had a dream, and uh, in the dream, I'm sitting down, and I'm at a table, 
kind of like this. And there's, it's like a conference table. There's a few people around the table. And he's sitting at the head of the table. He's sitting at the head. But I'm not looking at him. I'm looking straight ahead. And all of a sudden, I can just feel him grilling me. I feel him just like looking right at me, even though I don't look at him. And in the dream, he slides a checkbook right to me. He goes, and it stops right at me. And I pick up the checkbook, and I open it up. And there was like $300 bills in cash, and there was one ancient key, like a skeleton key. And um, I had to choose which one I wanted. And so I chose the key and not the cash. Isn't that crazy? And then I woke up, and I was like, Lord, what does all that mean? And the Lord said, this is a dream where I'm going to give you grace going to give you impartation for that type of work one day. I really believe that. And so, again, keys, checks, cash, credit cards, money, that's what it usually always always represents. Amen? Other, other one that's kind of common, again, we're running rabbits, but uh, pretty good. IDs, license, pictures, anybody ever had that in a dream? Uh, photos, um, uh, your, your ID. I've had several dreams where they required your ID. Has anybody ever had those? Yes. Amy's saying yes. Jamie's saying yes. So if you, you ever usually ever have those, it always represents identity. There's, there's, God is revealing some issues of identity at work in your life he's wanting to tell you or, or teach you about. So anything that has your uh, identity on the card, that's usually what it represents. Okay. This is good. Yes, Judy. In life, or is it just in dreams? I, if, if I can maybe make it clear as best I can, I, I feel that what we went over just now in these numbers, this is what typically or usually they represent in dreams. These are the meanings that are behind these numbers when they appear. Also, when you're reading the Bible in real life, a lot of times those numbers have the exact same meaning, prophetically. So when, when you look at it prophetically, those, those numbers in the Bible will definitely carry some interesting meanings. You know, if that does that make sense? Does that answer your question? Not really. Well, the reason I ask that is because since moving to North Carolina, mm-hmm. my first house number was eighteen. Okay. The current house I'm living in right now is twenty-nine. Wow. So I I was just wondering if if. Yeah, if there could be some significance it, to it. it. If it could be. I I think so. I think so. That I I can't tell you all what that means right now. But I would definitely say pray. I would ask the Lord, if it's catching your attention, if it's really catching your attention, then maybe there is something to it. And so I would take it to the Lord and say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? I'm noticing that I'm in part, apartment number seven and my, my, my driving space is number seven and, and I'm the seventh door down. You know, Lord, are you trying to communicate something to me? And pro- probably is, or he could use that to speak something to you. Amen. I think, oh, Ron, yes. Yeah, Ron me think back on the uh, the money thing when somebody else has dreams about you Ooh. and say continuously a guy that helps me a lot he says I had a dream about you last night we were digging and found all this gold and he would say this like every couple months oh. and then he said you know and I said well where were we digging you know <laughs> and then he was then he started saying I dreamed that you won the lottery, and he's probably said that three or four times. So again, I said, "Well, what's the number?" You know, <laughs> any meaning to that that you get? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll let Amber take that one. No, I'm just joking. I was going to ask: Is he a believer? 
Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. I, I think when it comes to other people having a dream about you, I think we even hit on this on class one. There's dream filters. So you want to know kind of where they're at, maybe and if you can, you spiritually. Um, are they in a place where they're receiving dreams from the Lord, where they can communicate? You know, it's not like trying to investigate or judging and, and any of that, but I think it's good to take an assessment of, is this, is this person walking with the Lord? Are they hearing from the Lord? You know, what's the relationship like? Sometimes that kind of will help determine whether... Okay, I need to listen to them, and maybe this is legit. But if it's if it's if I don't have a peace in my spirit, or mm, I don't really know if that's from the Lord, usually I can maybe try to tell. Um, then I then I'll probably cancel it off. I've, I've had both. I've had people that have had dreams about me that have been spot on, and that has helped me make a decision or do something. Likewise, I've also had other people come up. And say, oh, I had this kind of dream, and I think this is what it means, and you're going to do this. And I'm like, mm. I, I, I don't feel like that kind of jives what the Lord is speaking to me. So I think you got to measure that out, Ron, if that makes sense. I think, too, sometimes the Lord can be speaking to them, mm. trying to get their attention through their dreams. And there's something in you that's worth millions. Yeah. That can benefit him. And I think it pertains to the Lord. Absolutely. The gold. The Holy Spirit. Yeah, the gold that's found in the Lord. I, I think one of those is really hard to say yes or no. It, it's you got to really ask the Lord and just seek it like, okay, Father. Nine times you, out of ten, it's not really about you. It's what yeah. the Lord's trying to communicate to them. Unless it's your, like, highly prophetic friend who, like, hears from the Lord all the time. Uh, another another example of that, um, Amber and I, we have good friends um, in the Charlotte area, and they um, they had it in their heart to invite us to dinner to meet another couple that were pastors in the Raleigh area. And one night we went and had dinner, all of us, and um, first time we met that couple, and uh, we knew our friends. It was a really great dinner. At the end of the dinner, um, they said, listen, we want to take you to the church and just show you around and just kind of share what our vision and, and how things are going. It's awesome. So we left uh, dinner and went to their church. And by that time, they started looking, taking us around. I told Amber, I was like, I feel like we're being set up. And so because it was just right around the corner. And so it was just us, us three couples in this big empty church. And then finally we get to this sanctuary or this resting spot. And the guy that we just met goes, do you want to know really why we called you to come back to the church? I was like, well, yeah, it wasn't to look at it. And he said, he said, no, I had a dream about you last night. Now, we had never met. He said, but God gave me a dream about you last night, and there's a specific message that I'm supposed to tell you. And he tells me the message in the dream. And so I knew in my spirit, God gave another person a dream about me, and I need to pay attention and listen. So, you know, as an example, absolutely, he can, he can definitely do it. But he had to weigh it out. I trusted him. My friends, the judgment, we were all, you know, it just and it felt was right. spot on. You can weigh the word yeah, with the you Holy can weigh Spirit. It. it was dead on. Oh. <laughs> we were, uh, at, at the time, I was really, I was really praying and pressing into some things. And <laughs> thank you, Doug. But. Um, <laughs> you did it. You shared it. The, the message, he didn't know anything about me. He didn't know a thing. And he looked at me and he said, God told me to tell you 
Do not forget about racial reconciliation. Do not forget about racial reconciliation, which I feel like is a big major call on my life to help do. And we've done that, too, in a lot of times in the past, but I know it's not over. And so even though I was in the season, I'm not doing anything kind of related to that. It was like a, the Lord was saying, don't forget about it. It's still there. And I'm going to use this guy to recognize on your life that it's still there. And he had no idea about our hearts for racial reconciliation. Yeah. So, Jesus, Pat. First, you are doing. Jacksonville was racial rec- reconciliation. There was. You are. Don't, don't think that yeah. you're not. You have time for a really short number one that has stumped me sure. just like crazy. Sure. It was on August 8th this year, mm-hmm. and I wake up, or I, I see a newspaper headline, a newspaper folded in half, so it's above the fold. It's a big headline like, Japan bombs Pearl Harbor. It's that kind of font. It's big. And it says, two, the number two, more, M-O-R-E, Fed, F-E-D, V-A-L-S, 15. And I have been over it and over and over it. You know, I think I know what 15 might mean. Two more, more F E D, Fed Vals, V A L S, 15. There, there, you, could, you can go online, Fed Vals. There's some companies in like Slovenia that have Fed Valve in them. There's some Fed Vals that mean little tiny parts in some kind of machine. What? Somebody got it? Please. <laughs> Tracy, come on. To keep, yeah, keep going. Um, and and I've, I've looked up two and 15 and combined them or whatever, but it's just driving me nuts, and I don't have any revelation on it. So there was a dream where you, you just saw a newspaper, mm-hmm. front page, head title, big title, big that big said two more F-E-D-V-L-A-S. V-A-L-S. V-A-L-S, and then the number 15. 15. Yeah. That was it. There was That's nothing it. else around the dream. Nope. Were you wa- you weren't watching like a Pearl Harbor movie the night before, were you? I don't watch war movies. Okay. <laughs> uh, just to be real, yeah, real, real to, to be to be real honest, Pat, nothing really jumps out to me right now, right off the bat. I definitely need to maybe pray a little bit more and see if there's anything else that comes. But I know right now I'm not. I don't know if I'm getting anything. Maybe does anybody else get anything or no? Maybe. So let's pray. We'll pray into that for sure. Okay, let's transition to colors real quick. Let's cover some colors in the dream. Uh, we'll kick off with what Jamie saw, the blue horse in, uh, the, blue horse in the ground. It was in the ground. You were digging them out of wet mud. It was a blue horse. Wow. Wow. But it was the same girl that turned around and started chasing her, too. Okay. So Amber kind of hit it a little bit. Let's start with the color blue. So blue, typically in a dream, represents the prophetic or the spirit or the Holy Spirit. The prophetic, the spirit, or the Holy Spirit. Um, It could also mean, I I feel too sometimes, prophetic revelation on certain things. I have a really good scripture reference um, for it. It's in Numbers chapter 4, verse 7. Get that real quick. Uh, numbers four seven. Okay. The Lord has given the command over the over the tabernacle, over the items. 
And it says, over the table of presence, right, it's the show bread, it's where the bread was put out. Over the table of presence, they are to spread a blue cloth and put on the plates, dishes, and bowls, and the jars and drink offerings, and the bread, this is the bread, the bread of life, the bread, the show bread, is to, uh, that is contained there is to remain on it. They are to cover a scarlet cloth over them, cover that with durable leather, put the poles in place. So uh, here we got a picture in the tabernacle of a blue cloth, a prophetic covering that's holding bread, which represents revelation, the word of God, the word of life, right? So usually blue a lot of times represents the prophetic, represents revelation. So you just got to combine that with whatever you're dreaming about, like a blue horse. So this is a prophetic horse. This is a prophetic anointing or a prophetic gifting that, that God is wanting maybe either to give you or that you're going to grow in or you're going to have grace for. But, but definitely that was what, what I, it would jump out to me uh, as far as blue. Red, the color red. Usually for me, 10 to 8. Okay, a few more minutes. It goes by so fast, don't it? Okay, red. Color red represents warfare, usually. Warfare, spiritual warfare, bloodshed. It can also represent life because life is in the blood. So it can also represent life. It's going to depend on the context of the dream. Uh, if it has a positive or a negative connotation, uh, warfare. Uh, remember Revelation 6-4, there is a rider, the red horse rider, right? And uh, he brings war in Revelation. The color green. Anybody ever cream a lot of the color green? The color green represents life. Again, that comes back to Genesis 1 and 2. Because what color is the grass, the trees, the vegetation? It's green. It's beautiful. So green in the dream usually represents prosperous, life, beautiful color, especially if it's a, it's a, a, a yeah, there's, that's going to get ready to get there. There's also a negative side of green. It could also mean envy and jealousy, such as, you help me finish the sentence, the green-eyed monster, which is jealousy, envy. Did I share that jealousy dream with y'all about this snake in the wall in the church? Yeah, I don't have time to share that one. But, but green is jealousy. Okay, um, black. Yeah, black. That is, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Black. The color black, I think we're all going to get this one, it represents usually sin or death. Sin or death, usually not a good sign in the dream, especially if it's highlighted. Also means lack. Lack or could be in the context of like poverty or like a poverty spirit, poverty mindset, a lack of, a, a lack of having. Uh, a black would mean that. Comes from Proverbs 7, 6, and 9. Color gray. If you dream of gray or your dream has this gray tone, it's really dreary and gray, that usually represents confusion or mixture of holy and unholy things. It can mean a mixture of holy and unholy things. Confusion. Um, Hosea chapter 7 verse 9 has a great reference about that in the, in the color gray, about deception, basically one word, deception. Um, orange. Color orange typically represents a danger or warning color. 
So to be aware, as in our road signs, a lot of them are orange or they you know, have those kind of color tint to them. So warning, be aware. Uh, the color white, white represents purity, holiness, and cleanliness. White is a, usually a good color in a dream. Revelation is 19, 18, right? The bride dressed in uh, white linen without spot or wrinkle. Purple. The color purple is royalty. Royalty. Kingship or majesty. Kingship or majesty. And uh, last color I think I mentioned is gold. That's usually a common one. The color gold, or if you see gold, again, represents purity, holiness, you know, refined in the fire like gold, precious uh, gold. Could also mean wealth and provision. Wealth and provision. Yellow usually represents fear. Yep. So it, can, it can. Again, one of the negative connotations around yellow is fear. I don't know. I don't know that one. I just know from my experience, yellow is like, uh, you ever heard the phrase, you're yellow? But it usually represents fear or scared or ch- like being a chicken. No, I don't know that song. <laughs> Coldplay. Going to depend on the context of the dream and the, and the culture of the dream. Again, rule of thumb things, right? Way to go, baby. Keep me straight. You had a dream that you're painting walls yellow? Oh. Well, then that would be definitely be a different context. Yeah. Then you go ahead. You. Um, usually represent chicken or like fearful, timid. Jonathan, is that you? Here you go, buddy. It says it could um, indicate seeking solution, feeling hope about the future, trying to find out a way of certain circumstances or situations, or needing a change of relief. Relief. A change of relief. That's good. I'll read, too, also um, to give clarity from Milligan's book, Yellow. Represents fear, timidity, coward, cowardness, but also means a gift, a gift from God, family, or honor. As coming home as a yellow ribbon. So there's definitely a positive side See, to it. I knew there was there you go. I didn't feel bad. <laughs> it felt good. It's good. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Okay, for the last few minutes, I'm going to take a trivia quiz here. Um... I want to read you just a couple short, short dreams, and based on some stuff that we've covered, I want to see if anybody can get the answer, okay? You ready? All right. This is example dream, number one. So just kind of pull, pulling things that we've talked about together. When the Lord warns us about a sin, let's, I'm talking about like if you had a dream, and the Lord warns you in the dream about a sin that is entrapping you, what animal might he use to encode that information in your dream? 
Would it be A, a wolf? Would it be B, a spider? Would it be C, a bear? Or D, an earthworm? Spider. It's good. Why? Because a spider has webs. That, and what do web do? Entrap, entangle. Come on, good one. Do you do two more? When the Lord wants to speak to you in your dream about the nation of Russia, what animal do you think he would use to communicate the message or what it means? A, a lion, B, a bear, C, a hawk, or D, a seal? Bear. Bear. All right, you guys got it. All right, we'll do one more last one, a little bit harder. Let's say you have a dream, and in the dream, you're wearing a white physician's coat. On your right arm is a patch, has a cross on it. You hear sirens in the background and know that in a few minutes, badly wounded patients are going to start arriving. What does this dream likely mean? A, God is calling you to attend medical school and begin training as a physician. (laughs) B, God is calling you not to be ashamed that you are a Christian and proudly to display your cross, your faith at work. C, God is calling you to be sensitive to those who are hurting. Or D, God is calling you to minister to spiritually wounded people that he will soon bring to you. Ooh, hear a little. Who, wants, who, wants, who says C? Raise your hand if you say C. All right, raise your hand if you say D. The D's have it. The D's have it. Come on, amen. Did you guys enjoy the class? Awesome, yes. Well, I think that does it. And um, so again, we'll, we'll wrap up and we're gonna wrap up our last class next Wednesday night, 6.30, amen? Why don't you stand with me and we'll pray out. And then we're gonna go home and fly. Oh, we're gonna go over flying? We can. I had, I'm probably gonna open up a can of worms. Lord, help me. Um, we've had a few dreams come to us by email, and um, so I want to go ahead and maybe we'll try to tackle those on the last class. The, the last class, I kind of wanted to maybe reserve for everybody here. Um, we could go over a few things, but I, I, uh, I was going to try to take a few dreams, and Amber and I maybe this week, and we can go over and pray over them, and then we can go over them for next class. So I got a few in my email um, that I can do that. If, uh, if that's a possibility... I, Get with us before you leave. If you really got one from the Lord, you have no clue what it's about, we'll give you our email, and uh, let's get it, and maybe we can go through those the week, and then we can discuss them next Wednesday night, our final, final night of class. And then we're going to do a big activity and just really put you guys to the test. Amen? Let's grab hands. I love it. It's Christmas season. Thank you, babe. Love you. So, Jesus, we just thank you tonight, Lord, and we just uh, honor you, Father. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the, the dreams and numbers. And, Lord, I just pray for just a release of impartation, of wisdom and understanding. 
Lord, we thank you for the dreams that have been going forth in the house. We thank you that we're speaking these dreams in the atmosphere and they're changing things. They're, they're increasing the activity of heaven all around us. And so, Lord, I pray tonight everyone will continue to have dreams from heaven. Invade everyone's sleep here tonight, Father. Invade them. Loose angels out of heaven, messengers of the throne to come and release divine wisdom and uh, uh, intelligence into their dreams, Father. We just speak that. We speak for greater clarity and understanding. And Lord, I pray that you would just tie all these classes, all these things together. And just uh, we just pray a blessing over everyone here. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 See you next week.